0: Hello everybody, welcome back. We are here to talk World Cup Soccer. My name's Dan Cryer, and with me again today is Brooks Lambier. How you doing today, Brooks? Oh uh, not bad. Not bad? Not bad. No? I want you to be doing great, Brooks. You doing okay, man? He's smiling, everybody. I can yeah. see his face. He's smiling. Yeah. Okay, Brooks. It's down to the final four, man. The final semifinal teams for the twenty fourteen World Cup in Brazil. We got four of the best teams in the world, four of the favorites and um you know it's it's shaping up to be a really great finale to what's been a really great tournament so uh how you how do you, how are you feeling about this world cup right now
1: um i mean i wish some of the underdogs won i didn't want to see four powerhouse teams in the final but i mean that's what you kind of get i guess with the four good teams having some of the best players in the world so
0: yep i mean it's it's teams other than the netherlands who we've spoken about before they're the best team to have never won the world cup they've actually lost three world cup finals so netherlands is going to play argentina who is two-time champions brazil five-time champions and germany if i'm correct three-time champions yeah i think so so the first game is tomorrow and that's going to be july 8th and the first game is brazil and germany but uh, before we get to the actual matchup, let's talk a little bit about how those teams got here with their quarterfinal games because they were some they were some close close uh, nail biters, mm-hmm. and um, I think the biggest one was the it's a surprise because I myself picked Colombia to upset Brazil, but Brazil got a an early goal by um, was it uh, Thiago Silva in the first half? Yes, they they scored an early goal. And then, then they went up two to nothing. And then Colombia got a penalty kick in the second half. And James Rodriguez uh, put that in. And Colombia came, uh, you know, fast and furious there at the end, but could not tie it up. And, um, you know, most people, uh, especially the ESPN pundits, have been mm-hmm. saying it wasn't the best Brazil performance, but they got through, and that's all that matters. So, Brooks, talk a little bit about the Brazil Colombia game. Is this the Brazil team that you expected to see defeat Colombia, or was there was there something surprising here, or or was this just what it looks like when a home team wins a quarterfinal game?
1: Um, I think it was a Brazil team that finally came alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, it took them a while to get going, or to see the uh, the Brazil that I guess everyone is so used to know with playing, you know, good defense and sure. uh, passing, and I mean they did they did well in the group stage but uh i think you finally saw him come alive a little bit and not look a little rusty and not look look a little uh you know lazy in in the defensive end uh i mean props to colombia for trying to take down brazil but brazil just really possessed the ball a lot that game and hamas hamas rodriguez didn't do too much that game
0: yeah I mean uh, the thing about Brazil got what they needed most which was a Thiago Silva goal in the 7th minute. So and that's the theme we're going to talk about Germany France who if you can strike early and get that early goal it really just it changes the entire complexion of the game and then they they start putting the statistics up on the screen you know team is 10000 000, 0, and 4 while scoring first you know and then what happened you know Brazil uh, was able to defend and, and play play their ball and then in the second half it was the 69th minute uh there was a free kick right outside the box and then David Luiz who's a defender but he's a very very good um, offensive defender he kicked in one of the best free kicks you could you've ever seen it was a beautiful top right corner and so i mean talk a little bit about David Luiz because you you pointed out we were watching the game you said he does this a lot you know have you seen a defender that can kick such good free kicks like um, this
1: yeah I'm, i mean he's not just a defender he's he's like a well he's like a hybrid Defensive midfielder, defender, mm-hmm. but uh, with the players you have in Brazil, it's probably not uncommon that he probably just played everywhere when he was a child. You sure, and then he probably just ended up because of his height and he's his strength big. as a defenseman. Yeah, um, as, as a defender. So, um, no, but it's not uncommon. He did this a lot for Chelsea. Okay, uh, Jose Mourinho, you know, didn't mind him taking a couple free kicks, mm-hmm. and he, you know, he's hit some in the past. Um, he doesn't take a, a lot of free kicks, but. Yeah when he's usually straight on, he, as you saw, he hits the ball very hard. Oh, he struck and it, it, and it perfectly. Dips. So, yep. um, no, it was a great strike by him, and, uh, you know, it has got to work the ball from the back to the middle of the front. So, yep. you know, they got the foul, they got the free kick, and, you know, it's always nice to have a lot of threats because you don't know who's going to take it between, you know, you got three guys like Hulk, sure. Hulk, Louise, and, you know, Neymar standing over the ball. I mean, those are all three great you know, goal scorers for free kicks, so it's yeah. always good to have him.
0: The one thing that I think Brazil did best was to take James Rodriguez out of the game. He never, he never had the magic touch. He he did put in the penalty kick to make it two one in the 80th minute, and then um, Brazil withstood the the final charge. But uh, overall, I think that you know, just the fact that Brazil was playing, some would say ugly, but they they clamped down. They got the early goal. They went up two nothing, and then they did what they had to do, and so. It's just moving forward, and unfortunately for them, you know, Thiago Silva got a very stupid yellow card. It's his second of the tournament, so he's mm-hmm. going to have to miss the semifinal game against yep. Germany. I mean, what, what he just basically ran into the goaltender there, right? Yeah,
1: a lot of guys late in the games when they're down, or in general, you know, if there's going to be a fast break going on, and a lot of the guys, a lot mm-hmm, of the team mm-hmm. is pushed forward. Uh, a lot of guys like this kind of step in front of the keeper uh, when he's going to punt the ball to just slow him down. Yeah, yeah. And, or just, you know just cause a stupid foul, um, and there are times in soccer where you just it doesn't it doesn't matter if you get a stupid yellow card. But in that case, since he, he was already he was on a yellow on card, yeah, ouch! You know now he's out for the next game, and they lose Neymar for, to a back to a back injury, exactly. Crack vertebrae. Isn't that
0: crazy? Because we were watching the game, and you know a lot of the soccer players, but especially Neymar, tend to flop a little bit. You know they take a little contact, and we were saying well at the point of the when, of the injury, you know it it behooved Brazil to um, to stall as much as they could. So I said, Oh, they're bringing the stretcher out, they're doing yada, yada yada. And then next thing we know, broken vertebrae, he's out, he's done, he's injured. So I mean, is that gonna really change you know, change
1: the face of Brazil for this semifinal game against Germany? I think they have players that can replace Neymar. Yeah. But I don't know if they're that the caliber of what he Cody brings. Right. Um I mean he did have four he has four goals in this tournament. Which you know, he, which, his speed is unparalleled too. I mean, he's got he's got good speed. He's a smart player. Um, yeah. He can pass the ball and he can sh- you know he's a good offensive player. Yeah.
0: Um, what do you think, Oscar is going to come in and, and, and play forward or is he more of a midfielder? I
1: mean, he's always been more of a midfielder, but I mean that's what Neymar is. Neymar Neymar's been playing in the midfield. It's true. So do you put like Paulinho and Neymar in there? Okay. Um, uh, I mean not Neymar, Paulinho and Oscar. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you there's a lot of different options. Uh, yeah. Does Ramirez play more? who's played a lot for uh, Chelsea in the Premier League. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what, what they do. Um, but I, I'm sure the guy they have coming off the bench is probably ready just to step in just as much as anyone else. So Sure. So to
0: get to Brazil's opponent, we have Germany, who defeated France in the quarterfinal. Now, Germany, just like Brazil did, got a very early goal. Hummels scored on a very nice header coming from the back. He's a defender. It was in the 13th minute. Germany took that early lead, and just like I said, they, they throw that stat up in the screen, you know, 89-2-5, and five, whatever. If you score first in the World Cup, especially in the knockout stage, you're, you're most likely going through. So Germany held on. They really disrupted now. And France, Karim Benzema had a very, very, very great opportunity at the, at the end, but Manuel Neuer, for the goalie for uh, Germany, he literally stepped up. He put his fist in the air. I thought I hit the crossbar or something. Yep. What a save. What do you think of that save just to keep them in the tournament like that?
1: It was a great save, and that's what you have to do. That's what good goalkeepers do in clutched moments. They make that save. So we have the matchup.
0: We have a Brazil team without Neymar, without their captain, Thiago Silva. We have a Germany team who's coming in, you know, probably exactly how they want it to be, winning like in machine-like um, fashion, one nothing coming in, doing everything that Germany does to disrupt the other team. I looked at the betting odds, totally even Steven. So even though the game is in Brazil... Complete even odds, and uh, some would say that would make Brazil an underdog. So the question I have for you is: What do you expect from the game? Uh, do you expect Brazil to come out and surprise people, or do you think Germany's just going to wear them down like they did with France?
1: I expect Germany to win. Wow! Just, I, I think I think they they knew they should they should have done better last time in South Africa. Yeah, it didn't work. I mean, they got they third, I believe. Yeah, they beat Uruguay for the third place game. They in Twenty ten, they got third, mm-hmm. and I think they're hungry and. Uh, they have the team to do it. They have great players. They've played discipline the whole tournament. Uh, they've I think in every game they've scored first. Yeah. So I you know, that that's a big thing. Uh and they're just they're a really balanced team. I'd really don't find I don't have a weak spot really for them. The only thing I'm concerned about is when Neuer goes out of his eighteen yard box a little too often to track mm-hmm. down uh, balls that are hit long from the midfield to try to play it up to the forwards. But uh no, I think Germany uh, is going to be is going to win because there's no Neymar, no Silva. Yeah, uh, Brazil does have great players, but I just don't think uh, you know size is going to be a factor in this game as well because Germany's so big.
0: Well, and this is an intriguing matchup because historically they have only met the one time in in the knockout stage and that was in the 2002 World Cup final which was in Korea Japan that year and uh, Brazil defeated Germany 2-0 in that match to get the world to win their World Cup uh, their that was their their last their fifth World Cup title. Ronaldo scored twice for Brazil that day. So Germany has a little payback on their mind and it's it's something that like you said if they have been scoring first. You know, it took them against Algeria. It took them to the the ninety second minute when uh, they they scored at, at the, to break the zero zero tie. But um, you know, I think it's a matter of who gets the first goal, and that's not really going out on the limb as I've been saying. But here's what I'm thinking: I, you know, it's in Brazil, and Brazil, it's there's something I, I I expected Colombia to be the better team, and it turned out Brazil was able to get that early goal, ride the crowd. So I'm gonna not not to be opposite of you. I'm just I was thinking about it a lot. I think Brazil's gonna figure out a way to do this. I think that it's gonna be a two to one victory. I think perhaps they score first, yield a yield a goal, a a tie a tying goal, and then and then some magic comes at the end. Maybe Hulk or somebody's in there and gets a gets a through ball and pounds one in. Maybe maybe there's a trip in the box. But um, I'm thinking that Brazil's going to go on to the final in Brazil, and um, and then. Uh, face uh, who I will tell you in a second, but uh, but I think Brazil's going to make it through, man. So I mean, is, is there anything though that that sticks out in your mind that that Germany is going to do offensively to strike, or do they need to do anything? You know, to, should, should, they, should they just keep rolling the way
1: they have been? Just keep doing what they're doing. Just be successful on set pieces, on corner kicks, and free kicks, where they've scored a lot of their goals. Yeah, and just crash the net and just. Fine, loose balls. Yeah, I mean, they're really the only beautiful goal I really, I've really seen from Germany was Mueller's against the U.S. Where exactly he hit that, you know, off the rebound. rebound. But everything else has really been opposite piece where mm-hmm. they've been larger than most of the other teams' defender, the f- defenseman, or. Uh, you know, off a corner kick of some sort, where again, where their guy just is larger than them, and they get they get to the goal first. Definitely,
0: know, so. definitely. All right, so that's a Brooks picking Germany. I'm picking Brazil. So now let's flip to the other side of the bracket, and the matchup's going to be between Netherlands and Argentina. And I looked up the history of their matchups in the World Cup uh, previously. I know in 1974 they matched up in the group stage. Uh, Netherlands won four to nothing, so that really doesn't count in my mind. In uh, 1978. The World Cup final, which was in Argentina, was played between Netherlands and Argentina. And this was a disputed game. I was reading the history of this game. Uh, uh, Netherlands were saying that there was some stall tactics going on and that uh, Argentina was talking to the referees about a player was wearing a cast. So it was kind of a disputed game. That game went one-to-one into extra time. And then Argentina scored twice to win the title on their home turf. That was their uh, first of of two uh, World Cups. They also won in 1986. So Argentina and Netherlands have a history together. They also played in, in the 1998 World Cup in France in the quarterfinal round, and Netherlands won that 2-1. to one. So here they are again, usual suspects. You know, Argentina coming in with Messi playing well. Netherlands been playing well all tournament, doing what it took. They played a really close game, and that's what I want you to talk about is uh, Netherlands-Costa Rica went down to penalty kicks. I mean, it was, a, it was, it was the closest possible game that could be played. I mean, what'd you think of that? And and talk about the, the substitution of a goaltender. We were speaking about goaltenders earlier. I mean, how smart was that, you know, to get the giant goaltender in there for Netherlands?
1: Um, I mean, I think it was, I don't know. I've never seen many teams do that before, <laughs> to be honest with yeah. you. Uh, but it, it worked. I, I, no, no credit to Costa Rica for always going to that side of the goal. Yeah. So exactly. he must have been reading to- their body language very well. He just was so confident mm-hmm. that he... I don't know if they do if it's like club where they look at video and whatnot or they just have stats. I'm sure they do. Mm-hmm. But, you know, obviously he read the stats or the video or he just he just knew how the players were going to shoot and he he stopped them. Ted right. credits Tim Kroll.
0: And yeah, Tim Kroll and and the thing that he was doing, you know, I'm, I'm if you if you uh, look up the the match on Google, it always talks about did did he go too far with his mind games? I actually thought it was kind of uh, you know, that wasn't very good sportsmanship. I don't know what he he was standing and talking to the players, and he did rattle them. And I, it's, it is gamesmanship, but I don't know if, I mean, it, it seems like a, maybe that bodes poorly for karma later. I mean, yeah, he got him through, but, uh, it's, it's, it's a little worrisome because he's going to be on the bench and, and you're like, wow, they got through. I mean, it, it, I guess I'm just being critical of his sportsmanship there. You know, stop the stop the penalty kicks like you are, but he was he was uh standing near the penalty kick dot and he was pointing and said, "Put the ball down." So, I mean, it's it was strange. I've never seen a goalie act like that. Have you ever seen a goalie do that before?
1: No, but I think it's partially cuz he really wanted to be the first the first team goalkeeper. Yeah. Because he does play for a good club in Newcastle United. Okay. Uh, you know, he he is one of the top goalkeepers in the English Premier League. Mhm. And I, I honestly thought that it was going to be him or, or another, another keeper. They probably had. I don't know if it was Vorm that's on there, mm-hmm. but I thought it was going to be one of them and not, not this kid they have in net right now. So, I think partially, you know, some of that has to do with him probably not being the first team goalkeeper.
0: Yeah, the original goalkeeper CSN, I thought he played a pretty good match against Cl- mm-hmm. uh, Costa Rica, and um, it, it was surprising. But uh, that was a pre-planned maneuver by the, by the head coach Netherlands. And it paid off. Um, you know they did. Netherlands in that game. I mean, I think anybody who was watching that second half, Netherlands had ample chances to score a goal in in regulation and extra time. They just never got it in. They 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 were trying, but it was good blocks by the Costa Rican defense. It was great effort overall in this tournament by Costa Rica. Yeah. But um, just like we're seeing with Brazil and Germany and, and Argentina, you know, like the the historically powerhouses move on. So it's just tough, you know. It's it's the greatest showing ever for Costa Rica, but yep. uh, at the end of the day, you, you have a team going through that's that's looking for their their first victory in four chances, you know, mm-hmm. to the final. They've been they've lost three finals. So, oh, yeah. and then on the other side, you have Argentina. You have Messi in the middle of the field. He gets a pass, he pivots, Fellaini's trying to defend him. He just uh, you know, he's about 2-3 foot taller than uh, um Lionel Messi it looks like. Messi's a magician with the ball. He pivots, shuttles it right. It goes off a player. It'll walk me through that goal, and then it ends up on the foot of Iguain. Yeah, and he puts it into the net. It was mm-hmm. beautiful. Walk me through that play.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, it's a typical play in soccer. It's mm-hmm. just, I mean, it doesn't happen all the time, but you're going to get loose balls, and if a defender doesn't close down on the loose ball on the second ball, uh, you know, off deflection off a player. Sure. Then why not take the shot? And Iguain's one of the best, you know, scores in the in, in in soccer. Yeah, I think that was his fifth World Cup goal mm-hmm. in, in in his career. That's pretty
0: impressive yeah, to get to that level he plays in Serie A
1: so you wow. know he's a very very good player mm-hmm. um so yeah it just you know stru- struck it well uh you know you have a huge keeper in Courtois 6-5 in the goal but you know if you strike it right and it's dipping and it's moving you're gonna get it past the goalkeeper so
0: yep so that I mean that's basically that's how it went that's how it went down Argentina got the goal and then they held on and they they got the victory and they move on to, to face Netherlands. And, um, you know, it's an intriguing matchup because these two teams, maybe it's the color contrast, the orange with the celestial blue. <laughs> I mean, it's just something, you, I, anytime these two teams get on the field together, you know you're going to get a good match. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they haven't met since 1998. So it's a it's a it's a treat for all soccer fans to be able to see this uh, go. So the question I have for you is, what do you expect? To, who do you expect to move on to the final from this side
1: of the bracket? I don't know because it just depends how it depends how what bo- what both teams decide to do. Because mm-hmm. if you're Argentina, if you watch, if, if for those who watch the Belgium game, you understand that Messi can take about two three players with him yeah. and open up space for other players. That's just how good he is. Yeah. And that and that create you know and like I said that's how the one that's how the goal was scored again for Argentina. Mm-hmm. He takes two or three players with him. You, you know you pass to someone they actually knocks off him, and there's just you know the guy has time and space to to volley that in. So in regards to what is Netherlands going to do? Are they going to do like what they did for Spain, the three five two, where they're going to clog the middle again, mm-hmm. and you know obviously play a little help defense. They're going to try to contain Messi. Messi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And on how De Maria is not, and he's out for the game, so that's a big plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, and the, if you look on the other side with the Netherlands, is you've had so many opportunities, opportunities to score. You did it against Spain, and you did it through the group stage, but you haven't done it through the knockout stage as well. So, uh, you know, that's the biggest question: is can you put the ball in the back of the net when you're in the Netherlands, in like your first or second chance? Sure. So you don't give Messi and Argentina. Uh, you know, a reason or a way, you know, to to score on you because of all your missed opportunities for them to take a one-zero lead and them to win one-zero or two-one or whatnot. I think Netherlands are going to score.
0: I, I can see Brooks's brain working right now, and so the question is: through all this analysis, do, do the Netherlands have a have a shot here? Or is this going to be messy taking a south another South American team to the finals in South America?
1: I think the Netherlands wins. Yeah, because. I just I just can't see I don't know how Di Maria out I think that really takes something out of Argentina's offense yeah and
0: because what I was mean, it like a hamstring injury or something like that yeah and he just pulled up lame so yeah, oh, and, that's too bad
1: and Messi's a great player yeah but even at Barcelona he can't I mean he, I mean that's a fantastic club with a lot of great players yeah, but yeah. but you can't do everything yourself mm-hmm. but. The scary part is though, is if you give him chances on a free kick or whatnot, or you give him a little open space, he can put the ball in the back of the net. Yeah. But I just I feel like Van Gaal is going to find a way to stop him, uh-huh. and the Netherlands will win. But I think I think he'll get a goal. I think yeah. it'll be two. Wow. It'll be two one Netherlands. Wow,
0: wow, that's a, that's that's a exciting to think about because I'm 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 just playing the match out in my mind too, and I'm going back and forth in my mind. I'm saying who who's going to win because. You know, with with like I said, with Brazil, I expect Brazil to go through because of the home crowd. Argentina is going to have a massive crowd. It's in Sao Paulo. It's just going to be a giant crowd. I mean, and the Dutch travel very well too. So I mean, this game is as even as it could. And I looked at the betting lines. Uh, Argentina are just slight favorites in this game. You know, it's it's very very evenly matched. Um, Netherlands, like I said, against Costa Rica, there were maybe three four times they could have gotten a goal. So so they do they do have the uh, ability to score. I mean and but all it takes is one one little spark of magic from Messi and and you could have a 1-0 lead early and they could hold on so I don't know but I am going to agree with you on this one. I'm going to say Netherlands wins and I'm going to just say it's going to be a 1-0 nail biter. I think that they're it, it's going to maybe go into extra time again and they're going to get that one goal. Heck I mean maybe it's going to go to penalty kicks again. I just these teams are so evenly matched that that uh That uh, I just can't see any distance between the two of them, and as I say that, my mind's going. Well, it's going to be five to nothing. (laughs) You know, I don't know who's going to win, but I'm going to go. I'm going to agree, and and I think we have a Brazil Netherlands game. That's what I'm. I'm, and I'll let you talk about what you think for Germany Netherlands, but Brazil Netherlands. That would be a rematch of the quarterfinal match from 2010 in South Africa, when uh, Netherlands upset Brazil and really shocked them. You know, en route to playing Spain in the finals, Netherlands did. So, I mean, like I've been saying it all the time, this is this is our our, our fourth time, fifth time together. Netherlands looks like the hungry uh, team that is does not. They felt like they gave it away in 2010, or they had it. They had it and they didn't take it in 2010, and I feel like they really want to take it this time. So I'm looking to see Netherlands go all the way and and win a championship this year in the World Cup. So uh give me your thoughts on a, a Germany Netherlands final.
1: Well I mean are there any two team uh, the four teams are left I think these are the two that are just hungry for it because Germany disappointment in 2010. Mm-hmm. Uh Netherlands disappointment again in 2010. Uh you know they both, are hungry. both teams want it and I think it and I think they just have the balanced teams to make it to the finals yeah more so Germany is more balanced than the Netherlands I think Netherlands is still very off they're a very offensive team yeah and I think they lack a little in the defensive end but you know they have great goalkeeping and I mean uh, how can you put money again against Robin and Van Persie even though Van Persie hasn't done too much yeah but, he's disappointed he he's been he's been a little disappointing since the group but stage but he's a presence on the field i mean you yeah, have to watch out for him you have to account for him mm-hmm. and you have to also account for you know Wesley Snyder yeah uh you know Dirk Dirk Kaut. Kaut is playing great yeah Dirk great. Kaut. and you know Memphis
0: Depay mm-hmm. i mean they they're they're loaded
1: yeah you have to count for a lot of other players on the field and same with Germany you have to count for a lot of other players as well and i i just think those are the team because they're hungry and they want it and I know a, a European team hasn't won in South America ever. That would
0: be crazy. Can you? Because what you're predicting is a is an all European final mm-hmm. in South America. Yeah. And you know, I'm looking at, it and I'm saying it could be Brazil and 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 Argentina, two South American teams. So mm-hmm. it's pretty crazy to think about. Yeah. I mean, and and what what Brooks is uh, predicting would have was the um, uh, the 1974 World Cup final, which was in West Germany, um, and Germany won that one. The final score there was two one. Um, that's an interesting game from 1974 I'm looking it says uh, Netherlands got a penalty kick in the second minute to go up 1-0 but then uh, Germany got their own penalty kick at the 25th minute and then Gert Müller scored in the 43rd minute so it was 2-1 at halftime and that's where it ended up so um, like I said big, uh, big history for all these teams involved and uh, I don't think there's any bad way they can go. Would you agree like no matter who ends up in the final, we have something going on here that's going to be great.
1: No, there's not there's not a bad way anyone can go unless unless like Germany just opens up just the can on <laughs> on Brazil and I know. but I mean obviously the, all the Brazilian fans are going to be disappointed if Brazil doesn't win. So there's going to be that factor and that, you know, mood and emotion going through the I world know. if Brazil doesn't make it. And I guess the same thing for Argentina if you really want to think about it because everyone you know that Lionel Messi needs that World Cup that World Cup victory to maybe declare him one of the or the greatest player exactly. in the, yep. in ever inside Maradona
0: won the nineteen uh, nineteen eighty six World Cup um, with Argentina, which was played in Mexico, but then he was defeated in 1990 by Germany. See all these teams triangulate it some perfect way, yeah. Because uh, Brazil, Brazil and Argentina, that that might have been a matchup. Uh, I'm thinking maybe no. I don't think they've ever met in the finals. But Germany, Argentina has met in the finals twice, um, and uh, you know Brazil and our, our Germany and Netherlands. Boy, that just I'm I'm drooling over this. I just I really can't even. There's everything that can happen is going to be great, you know. And then the finals going to be played on July 13th. So um, you know it's it's going to be a week from yesterday, so it'll be a Sunday matchup. Yep. I mean, it's pretty good. I I just um, I'm drooling over this. That's all I can say. No matter how you slice it, the, the World Cup final is going to be great. I mean, the possibility Brazil Netherlands or Brazil Argentina, Germany Netherlands Germany Argentina. I mean, my, my final thought is that I, it's hard for me to to imagine Brazil and Argentina not making it because of the proximity, because of the fans, because of the South America thing. So I mean, is there any is there anything uh, in your mind that, uh, like, just to add here as we as we take off? I mean, is there anything? What's your final thought on these four teams?
1: Uh, I mean, like I said, I wish some of the underdogs won, yeah. um, but that I mean, like I like I've always said, and you know what I, I still believe is it's soccer. Anything can happen. Yeah. Teams get hot for some odd reason. Good teams can play mediocre and still and still win, and then all of a sudden when they get hot, they play. You know, they're unstoppable. Uh, it, it's almost like you know going into you know baseball MLB baseball season sometimes where mm-hmm. that one team you know they they got hot at the end and you can't stop them and yeah. you know if you get hot in the knockout stage at the beginning and you, you can be unstoppable sometimes so uh, no but it's a great Final Four yeah. and I think everyone should be uh, really enthusiastic and happy that we have this to see some of the greatest players in the world playing against each other and yeah. especially with the messy with the messy thing because well, if he can get it. Yeah, because if he gets it, I think I think he's just set. I think he's set his his you know soccer career as the best or one of the best soccer players of the twenty
0: first century. I mean, he's gonna It may, it may yeah. be more
1: than twenty first century. It's I think every just, just yeah. because he has every other award yeah. that you could think of on this planet. Sure, he's won the UEFA Champions League. He's won the Golden Boot like yeah. three four years in a row. Yeah, uh, you know, and then you have Brazil who's playing for tradition and. To not lose it again in the finals like they did in nineteen fifty. But then you have Germany who's been historically they've won. Yeah. But they're they're playing because they, you know, uh they uh didn't do well the last World Cup. And then you have Netherlands who just wanna win. They just one, want one. I know that they've been there three times ugh. and they just wanna win one. And, and they look determined. That's yeah. the one
0: thing that I've just seen. They just seem so determined every yeah. match. Yeah. It's wonderful. And and historically, you know, th- these teams have always been here. When we four years, eight, 12 years, when you look back and you, you type 2014 FIFA World Cup into Wikipedia, you're going to say, oh, that's another one with those four teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, so this World Cup has qualified as exactly what the what the fans wanted like i agree with what you said brooks it would have been nice for underdog it would have been nice if the united states could have somehow got by belgium and played Messi in the quarterfinal but uh you know that's the way it goes in soccer the, yeah. these 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 powerhouses don't get here accidentally mm-hmm. so uh it's great well i'm looking forward to uh watching these games and uh, we'll be back to to talk about the final here in a few days so uh yeah. for uh brooks lambeer i'm dan and uh, you guys take care and brooks i guess uh, say bye and we'll get out here
1: and take it easy guys we'll see you later
0: Adios.